Hi, welcome to the Ellen B. Show. I'm Ellen, your host for this great talk show that informs. I'm coming to you from KZSM.org in San Marcos. KZSM is true community radio. If you miss my show, you can follow me on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just type in the Ellen B. Show on SoundCloud and Facebook type in Ellen Braverman. Well, before I introduce my guests, I'm going to read my disclaimer so that I don't cause any trouble for KZSM, myself, or my guest. (laughs) We're laughing here. Okay. The opinions expressed on this show are those of its hosts and guests and not of the opinions of KCSM or its governing body, SMTXCRA. Well, we're in for a treat today because my guest is Jean Randell, the DJ, that's right, from Celtic Corner, which comes to you live streamed over KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas, on Saturdays from 1 to 2. So, uh, welcome, Jean. I'm going to be picking your brain on Celtic music because I love listening to it and I know very little about it. So are you ready? I well hope so. (laughs) Okay so why a show playing Celtic music? Because nobody else in the area plays Celtic music unless you're in my living room. (laughs) It's the only way I can hear it. There's nobody. There's nobody. Yeah. There are no any... There's Celtic groups playing all over, but nothing on the radio, nothing on, what is it, Spectrum, or any of the places that have music. Nobody has it. But why this type of music? Well, I guess for me, it's my heritage. Can't remember a day of my life when I wasn't hearing Celtic music. My grandfather, let's see, my great-grandfather immigrated. My grandfather immigrated first from Edinburgh, and then my great-grandfather followed him. Okay. Which seems backwards, but that's what they did. So I've always had Celtic music around me. It's the air I breathe, I think. So you grew up listening to it? Yes. So did any of your uh, father or grandfather play instruments, bagpipes? Uh, Neither one of them played bagpipes bagpipes that I'm aware of. My father played drums, and uh, when my father passed away eight years ago, I got his drumsticks because when I was in high school and took band, I was going to play drums because my daddy played drums. Except my dad had already told me how to hold drumsticks and how to do the rolls and stuff like that. And that pissed off the instructor who... I didn't get along with him after that because I already, I was farther along than the rest of the kids and that upset him. So are you still playing drums? Uh, No, I I play the table and the chair and my lap and, you know, it's a good thing they don't have a microphone in the studio down by the floor because you would hear my feet tapping to the music. And I try to keep the microphone off because I'm usually singing along with the songs. Now, how did you get your, you have a large collection. I've been collecting Celtic music since I was a young adult. And then when my dad passed away, Eileen and Kathy, my two sisters, right? they all had almost exactly the same collection of music that my dad did. Right. But I got the long play vinyl albums. My job is to put them all onto CD so that they can have them too, because it's the stuff we grew up with. And we've got, I've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 albums of 
Celtic music between the Scotch, the Irish, and the, the pipe bands and the military bands that don't necessarily have bagpipes. Right. And you're partial to bagpipes. Oh, yeah. That gets my blood pumping. <laughs> my The ringtone on my phone is uh, Scotland the Brave. Oh, yeah. And there's two songs, um, the Wee McGregor and Drummer's Call, that have a nice perfect beat and when I was still bowling and I bowled for 40 years right those were on my phone and I had my headset so that when I was on on the lane getting ready to bowl I had that rhythm to keep me to keep my timing while I bowled I bowled for 40 some years and that was my and you never had a desire to play the bagpipe I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't play the piano or anything where I have to use my fingers and not see where I'm putting them. Right. There's no way I could play a drone, which is the part that you blow into. You've got you've got the bag and then you've got the drone and that's what you play and then you got these big long pipes going up behind you. Well, I'd have to see where I was putting my fingers on the drone to play it and I can't do that. Never mastered that. And it takes what? Breath? I mean, how do control. you... Control. Control? You get that bag blown up, and then after that, you're you're breathing in and out. Right. And just like you would if you were playing a flute or a clarinet or a trumpet or anything else. It's just learning breath control. But I got to have the fingers working or it doesn't make a difference. And that's my shortfall. So when, when I think of Celtic music, should I think of bagpipes or should I think of something else? I mean, when, what exactly okay. defines... Celtic music. Celtic music is actually anything from Scotland, Ireland, Wales, Breton, which is on the France side of the English Channel. Um, the uh, the Celts inhabited the Iberian Peninsula. Okay. So that takes it down into the northern part of Spain, into Galicia. So any of the music from there. And then, of course, that migrated to the United States, to Australia, everywhere. And the music came over with the uh, immigrants. Mm -hmm. Ah, plus for immigration. (laughs) If you listen listen to bluegrass music, you can hear the, the... Celtic influence. Uh, here we call it the Cumberland Reel or the Virginia. It's either the Virginia Reel or the Cumberland Reel. It's the same song. It originated in over in Ireland and Scotland. And brought it here and the name changed. That was it. Just it's the same same set of moves. Um, contra dancing is all almost all Celtic oh, in wow. its in its uh, foundation. Square dancing comes off. The, oh, it does. I didn't yes, know that. Yes, square dancing comes off the Celtic music. It's the it's contra dancing, right? Just with a slightly different twist, and it's it's fun. I was a square dancer for years. In fact, I was learning to be a caller, but I didn't. So, how how long would it take somebody to learn how to play the bagpipes? I have no idea. My nephew plays. Or he did play. He he learned to play when he was young. Um, I don't know if he still plays or not. He was just a teenager when he was doing it, and he's his kids are teenagers now, so I don't know if he's still involved he's at still, all. So I guess there are some bad uh, bagpipe players. <laughs> just like there's bad piano players and <laughs> trumpeters and everything else. Yep, but we have some really good ones here. There's oh, a, you do? Oh, yes. There is a group called the Silver Thistle Band out yeah. of Austin, Texas. They are amazing, and they have won awards in Edinburgh at the gatherings, at the big competitions. They're right here in Austin. So have you seen them? Yes. Yes, I have. They're great. We've Uh, got 
Ed Miller is a vocalist who's from Edinburgh, who's, he's a transplant. And I heard him for the first time about, oh God, it's got to be 15, 18 years ago now. And I see him when I get to go out to Sherwood Fair for the Celtic Festival. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) I want to talk about the Celtic Festival. We'll talk about it later, a little bit later, but remind me in case I forget, because I want to do that. Um... So how do you select your music each week for your show? Well, I have to be nice to my listeners. I think there'd be a boycott if I played everything that I liked because it would be 90% bagpipes, probably 75% bagpipes with the Chieftains, the Clancy Brothers, Andy Stewart, and Jimmy Shan thrown in. I can't do that because I like bagpipes. Not everybody does. Try to keep my bagpipes to not more than two or three in a given show. And I throw in the soothing sounds of Anya and Chow. Oh, I love Anya. Oh, God, she's amazing. <laughs> but I have I have several like her. And then throw in the... I throw in the Clancy Brothers and the Battering Ram, which is Irish rebel songs. And just whatever mood I'm in, that's what I play. But I, I try try to have a mix of the gentle music, the dance music, some of the rebel songs and the bagpipes and just kind of mix it up and during the show. Because if it were me, it'd be bagpipes. Bagpipes. I clean house to bagpipes. When I'm doing when I'm doing tour when I was growing up, yeah. They had the old six vinyl record changers yeah right i remember them yeah there'd be six albums on there there'd be mitch miller and then there'd be black watch regimental band there'd be two or three but it would be all martial music right and to this day if i have to clean house in a hurry that's kind of music i'm gonna have on because i keep moving just bang 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 the minute i have something slow and gentle i'm gonna park my butt in a chair and grab a book and i'd rather grab a book (laughs) (laughs) I know, because when I clean, it's like, stay out of my way. Oh, yeah. Stay out of my way. Okay, I think Sydney's signaling me, so it's time to take a break. We'll be right back. Bye. Hey, for all you classical music aficionados, KZSM.org has its has a classical music program now. Listen to classical music with Alan Sunday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight as I play masterpieces from Chopin and Bach and Mozart to other uh, classical music favorites uh, here on KZSM.org, San Marcos Community Radio Station. Experience San Marcos. You could come to the river and jump in or go downtown and take a run around to see all the local merchants. But if you want to feel San Marcos, you need to tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 to 10 p.m. and listen to Downtown Funk with Sammy the Bull, playing all the top hits, top grooves, obscure funk from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So if you want to get your groove on and reminisce, or if you want to feel like it was back in the day, tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m.
Okay, do you ever think you'll run out of music for your show? Oh, no, never run out of music because there are groups. My little sister, she introduced me to a group called Highland Rain who are out of Indiana, but they play at the Minnesota Scottish Games every, well, not every year, but very often. And I download their music. In fact, one of my favorite songs is Real Men Wear Kilts. And the only line I can remember out of it, because I don't have the music in the background, is put a bonnet on your head and a kilt on your knee, and the girls will all think you're sexy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only line I can remember. But the whole theme is that real men wear kilts. Right. Another one of theirs is... um, So... Oh, I can't That's okay. Think. So, is there a difference between the older um, Celtic music and the uh, the latest yeah, ones? Yeah, I I would say yes because we've got the rock and roll influence. Um, ah, one of the songs I play not as often as I would like because it's eight minutes long. It's uh, the Eye of the Tiger and We Will Rock You by the Red Hot Chili Pipers. <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Uh huh. And I I only play that maybe once a month, but it's when you you know immediately what that song is. But it's done rock and roll style with bagpipes and with bagpipes with bagpipes. Oh, I gotta hear that one. Okay, well it's on it's the, on the it's uh, on oh the yeah key. okay. There's another group called Celtic Thunder that it plays. They've got one song called um, Canadian Barn Dance, I think, and the and something polka, and then that's just classic right you know right off the island then they've got another one called raggle taggle gypsy that is way cool my favorite song that they do is called heartland and it Mm -hmm. starts out hear the drums and it's all about the drum being the heartbeat of the earth and and part of the song is in english and part of it's in gaelic so Ah, and do you know gaelic uh uh-uh no and i butcher the any time i have a title it i'm I'm going to apologize once for the day i don't speak gaelic (laughs) because i can't pronounce it there's letters that make no sense having a g and an n back to back not you anything just, i can deal with right give me spanish or f- even french is a little dicey but spanish i understand portuguese i can i can get by with but gaelic is way out of my league. Way out of so what um influence has the united states had on um on uh, celtic music i don't know i think it's more what influence has the celts celtic. had on the american music scene because was it Sting? There's several groups that have got bagpipes in their bands. Really? That I would not. Rock and roll bands that have bagpipes in there. Right. And I'll hear a song and it's like, that sounds like a bagpipe. And sure enough, it is. Oh. So I would say the Celts had more influence than on the, going uh, the other way. Than the, um, um, well, have you ever thought to write a song? Have you ever written a song? I can't even write a poem. <laughs> I can't even write a poem. <laughs> That's not in my not in my skill set. I am just so grateful for the talented people that can write songs and write poems that can that can turn into songs. One of my favorite poems my whole life I memorized when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's called My Heart's in the Highlands. And it was written by Robert Burns. My heart's in the highlands, my heart is not here. My heart's in the highlands, chasing the deer, chasing the wild deer and following the roe. My heart's in the highlands, wherever I go. That's just one verse of it. I, that's the one that caught me. When I was getting ready for my Robert Burns special last year, mm-hmm. I found it in song 
done by a man who was a forester in Scotland, quit being a forester to become an opera singer. Oh, wow. And he sang the Mm -hmm. whole thing. And it was like, yes. Oh, my God. My favorite poem. The only poem from all my years. And there it is in a song. So, yeah, I, I was impressed. So have you ever visited Scotland? No. I wanted my sister to put me in her suitcase, but she said... I'd get too heavy. (laughs) My sister got married on the 12th of May, graduated from high school on the 12th of June, left for Scotland in September, turned 18 in November, and came back with the first of my nephews because her husband, well, at the time, her fiance said, we're getting married when I'm home on leave. It's the only way I can get you to Scotland. So she spent two and a half years there, and they just had their 40th wedding anniversary and had a two-week trip with Highland Rain, doing a guided tour with Highland Rain to Scotland. Oh, wow. My mom and dad went there while Eileen and Ron were stationed there. Got amazing pictures from over there. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. The only thing on my bucket list is being in Edinburgh in August for the tattoo and the gathering of the clans. Only thing on my bucket What's list. What's the tattoo and the gathering of the clans? <laughs> well, the gathering of the clans is when all of the clans get together and celebrate, and they're not fighting with each other. <laughs> Because there are some clans who, like the uh, somethings and McCoys. So you have a clan. You're a member of a clan? I'm Clan Campbell, yes, ma'am. And I have my keychain, and I have my tartan. And how many people belong to your clan? I have no idea. Thousands, thousands, and thousands, because we're spread all over the all over the world. So being a clan means what? It just means that back several hundred years ago, whoever the head of the clan Campbell was, you know, people got married. The guys maintained the Campbell name. The girls took on their husbands' names, but they were still Clan Campbell. Right. And then if John Campbell went and fought with Joe Cameron right. somewhere, then he was entitled to wear two tartans. So technically, because I'm on the female side, right. I can wear the can- Clan Campbell because that's my family. I can wear the camp- the Sutherland or the Cameron plaids because my great-grandfather fought in the Boer War with the Camerons and the Sutherlands. He he was a fighter with that group. We get to wear that kilt if we want to. So what's a tartan? A tartan? A tartan. Okay. Um, plaid. It's a plaid. Oh, okay. And each each plaid is very... You have to describe it. We're not on oh, TV. Oh, that's right. I know. Okay. <laughs> if you take a piece of... Oh, doll rod. Right. Um, back in the day, they used twigs. But it would be like three rounds of blue, a round right. of white, a round right. of green. And that was the pattern for the... the what they call the warp and the woof. Okay. And so when you're when you're weaving, that pattern just goes over and so over. So you have a pattern that's specific to your yes. clan. Yes. And the Clan Campbell plaid is very similar to the Clan Gordon, but if you put the Clan Gordon plaid next to ours, you can see the differences. And and each clan knows the other clan and eh, pretty much. Pretty much. If if they're in touch with their Celtic history, yeah. If they're and their their lineage. I'll spot a Campbell plaid and the Gordon plaid because they're so similar. I've got to get up close and see. Right. Which it is. Uh, the red plaid that you see on at Christmas time, that's typically the Stuart plaid, which is the king's plaid. Anybody can wear that. Okay. And that's okay, but I want my plaid. So you want to go in August for what? The tattoo. What's I don't know that? why I, I don't know why they call it that, but that's when all the pipe bands get together at Edinburgh Castle and they have a festival that's like a week long. There's street vendors and music just constantly going on. When, August. 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 Yep. Now that might not be a bad time. 
I'll put yeah. it on my bucket list. Yeah, it's the only thing on mine. <laughs> I'd like to see Edinburgh. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's huh? beautiful. Yeah. The uh, Edinburgh Castle is magnificent. And when it's lit up for the tattoo, it oh, I was so envious of my little sister. It's like, you didn't put me in your suitcase. <laughs> oh, she- that's okay. I'll get there. She did. So maybe this might be a good time for us to talk about there's a festival here, right? There is in September, usually. There's a Celtic festival out at Sherwood Fair okay. or Sherwood Forest out in McDade, Page, out 290 going someplace towards Houston. And that's amazing because it's anybody that's ever been out to Sherwood Forest for the Renaissance Festival or anything knows how it's just little clumps of entertainment everywhere, but it's all Celtic. The only thing that disappoints me is having grown up with the mass bands. Um, that's the one thing that's not there. And they don't have they don't have the landscape for it. And then there's a Celtic festival going to be going on in San Marcos sometime soon. Gene just told me about it today. There is? Yes. <laughs> he said he would email me the information information and it's like but he had to go right to his show so but I will find out more as soon as I've got the details I'll be putting it out on on my show oh good okay and we'll just put it out on um Sid's place on Mondays because okay. that's like every week yeah we'll do that soon oh it. a Celtic f- oh I want to go <laughs> I love the music I don't know about bagpipes they're, uh, they're think, all right but I like Celtic and I love the music yeah. well I mean I just hear last, the instruments and it's just last year was interesting because I went to, it was just a one-day thing in San Marcos over at the activity center or the library or someplace. I don't know. But I actually had two of the artists on my show later. Oh. Um, Ben Lombard's. They were one of the performers and they came on my show. And then Liberty's Shores came on my show. All right. You know what I forgot? Well, I just want to ask you this one thing before it leaves my mind. Do you have bagpipes? Do I have bagpipes? No. Okay. I have my dad. I have my dad's drumsticks and my grandfather's trumpet. I okay. don't have bagpipes. <laughs> okay. I just for a minute there. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, but yeah, the I as soon as he gets me the information about the Celtic Festival, because apparently I thought I was on every mailing list on the planet, but apparently not that one, because oh. he got the information and I didn't. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, I'd love to go to that. I'd well, love to go. It was it I, was interesting. I, I just want to digress just one minute because okay. I thought about food. Is food different in Scotland <laughs> than here? She's laughing. <coughs> uh oh. Do you cook Scottish food? <laughs> I don't know. On that, no. <laughs> Actually, the food's not that different, except for haggis. And that's one that the only time I've had haggis that tasted good was cooked by the Italian wife of a Scot immigrant. What is and- haggis? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, haggis. You take a sheep's stomach and you stuff it with organ meat and spices and stuff. And then you cook it. And then for the, typically for Burns Night, it will be a big, you know, white tie and tails kind of thing. Everybody's decked out in their kilts and long dresses and they pipe in the haggis. And there's an ode to the haggis. And, um... (laughs) Okay. Sounds a little like stuffed derma. (laughs) Um, I, like I said, all the years that I was going to Burns Night Festivals, I only had haggis once that I thought was edible. Okay, and what's a Burns Night Festival? Uh, The Burns Night is, typically it's going to 
be the Saturday closest to the 25th of January, which is Robert Burns' birthday. And the Ode to Haggis, I think, is one of his poems. I mean, he was a prolific writer. He had 700, 800 poems that were, most of them set to music. Um, But there's, Haggis comes in, it's piped in by a piper. And then there's the dinner and there's dancing. And it's just a great big, great big party. Often, we use the word Kaylee for a party. And it's spelled C-E-I-K-D-H-L, I I think, or L-H. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'd have to write it out to be sure. But a Kaylee is Gaelic for a party. And that's what it is. It's a great big party with tons and tons of dancing. Is it here in San Marcos? I don't know if they have a Burns Night celebration here. Once I hook up with this website that Jean told me about, I'll find find out because it is it's fun. Um, all the dancing, It's there's reels and there's jigs and just, you know, there's waltzes, polkas. People think polkas are, you know, Swedish or Norwegian. Right. Uh-uh. Right. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the polkas, it's the rhythm, I think, is what determines whether it's a polka or a shottish. And I've done both at a, at a Kaylee. So it's it's fun. Oh, I good. Love I them. love that. I do, too. I'm good at it. My grandmother was Swedish. The rest of my family is Scotch-Irish. I'm quarter Swede, so I got the got that little, I got the high cheekbones when you can see it through the fat um, of the Swede, but uh, grew up a Scot. So, yeah, so your lineage is Scottish-Irish. Mm, Scotch-Irish. On my mother's side, I'm a quarter Swede. In English. On my dad's side, I'm Scotch-Irish. So I'm Scotch-Irish and English and a quarter Swede. So does Ireland have bagpipes? Yes, as does Spain and Turkey. and Turkey has bagpipes? Yes. In, um, th- there's different types of bagpipes. Um, one of the bagpipes is called an Ulan bagpipe. And I saw them being played at the uh, Sherwood Fair, the mm-hmm. Celtic Festival a year ago. And I asked the artist, because they didn't look like my, my bagpipes. And he, right. he explained that this was... Hill country kind, you know the right. Yeah, right. My brain just went. Anyway, it wasn't the traditional Scottish bagpipes. It was the Irish bagpipes, which weren't as flashy. So, but they they play the pipes in Turkey and in Spain. Any place where there's shepherds, you're going to find bagpipes because that keeps wolves and other critters away. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either until I was researching. For one of my shows. Right. And I knew that bagpipes were played everywhere, but I didn't realize that they were used to keep critters away that would harm the animals. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I found it quite... So is that uh, how they originated, or...? No, they originated somewhere. Who knows? But they became a battle. You wake up out of a dead sleep to bagpipes? Um, ask my husband. <laughs> He made me change my ringtone. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, yeah, because my because bagpipes will wake me up. Yeah. It also woke him up, and he didn't like it. <laughs> All right, Sid's waving to me. We'll be right back. Join KZSM.org at the Farmer's Market on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop by our booth to meet the KZSM DJs on Samarcus's own community radio station. This is a fabulous time to learn what KZSM.org is all about and how you can help by volunteering, donating, or underwriting. Then pick up some fantastic veggies, essential oils, local honey, much needed coffee, as well as much, much more. We will see you there.
What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on KZSM.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends. Right here at KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas. If you just tuned in, you're listening to me, Ellen, um, on the Ellen B. Show, and I'm coming to you from KZSM.org in San Marcos. KZSM is true community radio. And if you miss my show, you can follow me on SoundCloud or Facebook. Type in the name Ellen B. Show on SoundCloud. And on Facebook, type in Ellen Braverman. Um, You know, I keep forgetting to tell you when I'm on the air. 
So I am on the air Mondays. I'm sorry. Mondays is an encore from 8 to 9. And then Thursday is my regular show from 7 to 8. And right now, I've been talking with Jean Randell, who's the DJ on Celtic Corner, which plays Celtic music on Saturdays from 1 to 2, all over KZSM also, and it's live stream. So if you want to hear Celtic music for a whole hour, you got to tune in and hear Jean um, on Saturdays from 1 to 2. And I've been learning a lot about Celtic music and bagpipes. And my question to Jean is, how has Celtic music affected your life? What has it done for you? I think for me... Other it, than helping you clean your house. <laughs> <laughs> I think it keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. To and in touch with my heritage, my background, having grown up a Scot as opposed to having grandma stories, Swedish influence wasn't that strong, even though we lived with my grandparent. I grew up Scott. I grew up with that. I, I tell my husband I'm cheap, and he goes, because when I, I'm always looking for bargains, I'm always always looking for the best price on stuff, and I go, I'm just cheap. And he goes, no, you're just a frugal Scott. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, I'm a frugal Scott. Hmm. <laughs> How come I'm broke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But it knowing that knowing that my family history, being able to trace my family back to Edinburgh, knowing where my family came from, and that my grandfather immigrated first, mm-hmm. and then my great grandfather immigrated from Edinburgh, and everything that has come down my family since then. During World War II, my grandfather, my two uncles, and my dad were all in the military at the same time, mm-hmm. and knowing that my cousin whose mother was Japanese, she loves bagpipes as much as I do. We have a connection. Even though she's on the east, on the west coast, and I'm here in Texas now instead of Minnesota, we have that family connection because we both grew up with the bagpipes. We both grew up with that Scottish heritage. She's got the Japanese influence as well as the Scottish. I've got a little bit of Swedish and a lot of Scott. My poor children, God love them, they probably hate the bagpipes because <laughs> that's what they had to listen to all the time. And I could couldn't share with them. I, I didn't have the, the, words. Wor- the words that I needed to share with them how important that culture was to me, you know, and it's and it's sad because if you don't have a connection to your culture, you don't have a culture. And so for me to grow up Scott, my I'm focused. I'm that's my heritage. I my husband's Native American and Mexican and I'm part of that community through the powwow. I've been accepted into that community, but I'm Scotch Irish. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. I, I will never be indigenous. I will always be Scotch-Irish. Makes, and, you know, I, I think about my mom, who grew up Swedish, and how she embraced the Scotch-Irish music. And, you know, it just, you know, she very proudly wore the tartan various events. She was active in the Twin Cities Scottish Club up in Minnesota. My sister was piped down the aisle. Her first dance was the Cumberland Reel for her wedding. When two days before Jane and I got married, he says, I need to tell you this because I don't want you to have a meltdown. And I'm going, okay. I thought, oh my God, he's canceling the wedding. <laughs> he's canceling the wedding. He had hired a piper to pipe me down the aisle. Oh. I was wearing my plaid. I was. I had decided I was going to do that because that's who I am. Right. But he had hired a piper to pipe me down the aisle for our wedding. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's, oh, I'll but have to give him a big mwah. Yep. Give him a big kiss. That is wonderful. Yeah, it just... It, 
But he, he was afraid I would have a meltdown if I heard the piper. That's right. He's I, right. And I would have. I would right. have had a total meltdown. It was my culture. He was acknowledging who I was. That's who I am. That's my music. That's my culture. I will not eat haggis. Natties and, yeah, tatties and neeps, not willingly. Tatties are potatoes. Neeps are rutabagas or turnips, and I won't eat those. That's the only part of the culture I haven't embraced is haggis and neeps. <laughs> Right, but the music. See, music plays a you know, music plays an important role in everybody's life. Yes, it does. And I you know. I can remember buying an album and not having played it, I took it over to mom and dad's and right. put it in their record player and all of a sudden I was singing along with this song and I'm going, That's a brand new album. How do I know that song? And my mom just busted out laughing. She said, You used to stand in front of your grandmother's record player and sing that song when you were two years old and I'm going, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> How do I remember the lyrics? And at that point, I was in my 30s. Right. Um, you know, from a song I listened to when I was two years old. But apparently, it stuck in my head. That's why the artists that I play, it's Andy Stewart and Jimmy Shand. Those are the albums that my mom and dad had that I've managed to find the music. That's what I like to listen to. It's the ones that my mom and dad listened to. I know that when I was growing up and um, I had an uncle who played the mandolin and we would just, you know, during uh, family holidays, he would just sit there and play. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. So, I mean, have you done anything like that? No, just having the music on its background music. All the time. All the time. I get frustrated when I can't have music on. And Mm -hmm. Jane will come in the house and go, does it have to be that loud? Uh, No, (laughs) I'll turn it down because the stereo was in the center of the house and I wanted it loud enough where I could walk to the family room and still hear it or walk into the bedroom and still hear it. Sid Sid and I are laughing because Sidney plays his music loud, very loud. Well, I do too. I play my uh, spiritual music real loud over and over and over and over and over, but he's not home. Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah. why Gene would come in. He'd, he, I wouldn't hear him come in and he'd, does it have to be that loud? Yeah, that's right. Spiritual music on that list that I gave you, look for Eden's Bridge. Oh, okay. It's all. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I hate to sound ignorant, but Danny Boy. Oh God, London Derriere. It is a very sad, sad song. That's one of my favorites. Now, is mm-hmm. that Scottish or Irish? Doesn't matter. It's Celtic. It's Celtic. Yeah, you see, that, oh, that's, I love that's Danny the problem. Boy. People think there's Scottish music and Irish music. Right. Or there's music from Breton or Galicia. Right. No, it's all Celtic. You'll have an Irish artist. Right. You'll have a Scottish artist. Right. You'll have a French artist. Right. Doing the same song. It's still Celtic music. Celts covered that whole area. Okay. Scotland, Ireland, Wales, Breton, Galicia, which is northern Spain. All of that was inhabited by the Celts. My youngest daughter, um, I will never forget, she had beautiful, beautiful dark hair. In the summer, it would bleach out to blonde. At one point, she wanted to know... we. We picked her name, right. Brenna, B-R-E-N-N-A, because it was Celtic for dark or raven-haired maiden. Well, in the summer, she was this color, blonde. Right. In the winter, it got dark, and she was about, oh, six years old when she goes, Mom, when can I color my hair so it's black like my name and my dad? <laughs> because her father had coal black hair. Right. She was convinced that we'd picked the wrong name because she was supposed to have black or raven-haired, and just... You know, but that's, see, he was from Mexico and part of his family was from Spain. So right. he was part of the Celtic right. transition. And it, 
you know, they covered that whole area. If you watch the Discovery Channel or the Travel Channel, they'll show these maps where Alexander the Great covered all this area. Well, the Celts took a big chunk of that for a long time. And that's where the music the came music, from. Yeah, and it's, I, I could go, I could pull five different artists playing the same song, all Celtic music, and it's going to sound different depending on whether they're from Ireland or Scotland or Breton. Be the same song, just, just a, a little, little different. A little different, yeah. um... Little different flavor. Um, so what are you going to what are your future plans for your show? We're gonna jump okay years <laughs> a years ahead. Years ahead. I'm old enough to retire. Um you again. Are. Um I've retired three times already. So this one's this is my hobby till I decide to retire again. But right now I'm gonna take the DJ class that uh station manager's gonna offer in January to hone my skills and assuming that I can remember everything he teaches. Us, I want to go to a two-hour show. Ah. That's that's my plans for right now. Okay. My goal had been my goal had been to have live artists in the studio once a month. Oh. And there's enough Celtic artists in the area where I could do that, but I don't feel like I have the tech savvy yet to be able to handle getting the microphones all hooked up and the sound checks and all of that stuff. It'll help. But that's, if you want to do it before. Okay. Well, I'm. You'll it's, see. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's one of the things that I want. That was my plan a year ago right i had my first anniversary last week my very first show was the 16th of december and uh, i've only had three bedroom three live artists because i'm too gun shy to to handle all the equipment so once i once i master that then i'm going to go back to my original plan of having live artists at least at least once every other month if not every month that's my goal all right up sid is uh waving at me so it's time for a break we'll be right back oh that's right. I have to mention that we're going to be playing some Celtic music during the break. Give you like a, a sample of what you would find on Gene's show. Okay, see you in a little bit. Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon, on kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas. Hello, Starshines. This is Chill B. Listen to my radio show, Killzone San Marcos, every Monday at 4.02 p.m. on kzsm.org, your community radio. Later.
Hi, if you just tuned in, you're listening to The Ellen B Show, and I'm Ellen, and I'm your host for this great, wonderful show, and I'm coming to you from KZSM.org and Sam Marcus. KZSM is True Community Radio. Um, if you miss my show, I have an encore performance on Monday nights from 7 to 8. Nope, sorry, from 8 to 9. Or you can go to SoundCloud, but you have to type in The Ellen B Show, and if you go to my Facebook page, just type in Ellen Braverman. Okay, so I've been talking with Jean Randell, who's a DJ on Celtic Corner, and she plays Irish. She plays Celtic music. Sorry, I'm a little... Okay, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Um, so Jean, we've been talking about childhood memories during break. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, you have some really good childhood memories with bagpipes, Scottish and Celtic music. Yes, I do. Um, My father was, well, my whole family was very, very active in the Twin Cities Scottish Club up in Minnesota, um, which was an organization of Scots Americans, like Mm -hmm. my dad, who was born in Chicago, but of Scottish ethnicity. And then the expats from Scotland and Ireland who came here. They we met once a month and there was always a potluck dinner and a Kaylee, which is a basically a party, a big dance. The only time in my whole life that I can ever remember seeing my dad dance mm-hmm. was at a Kaylee. And he'd be out there doing the reels with a big grin on his face because he was dancing with my mom. Um, but our whole family was there and all the other families. I mean, because it was it was the kids and parents, the grandparents, the kids. There were babies in snug sacks out on the dance floor sometimes because mm-hmm. it was important that they get that family feeling right from the very beginning. They weren't just in a bouncy chair off in a corner someplace. But we would once a month we would we would have three solid hours of dancing and I that's a lot of the music that I play is the dance music because I see my dad and my mom dancing. Mm. I see my little sister dancing with her husband when they were still in high school. I see my other sister dancing with her husband with her children alongside. My kids grew up dancing to that. You know, it's it's what we did. It was a great big family party. I, I've got pictures. I couldn't tell you who some of those people are now because it's been 40 years. But I've got people on Facebook that are the children of the people that were the players in the band. Oh, my. And, and I know because it's a McCracken. <laughs> I right. know the McCrackens. Right. I danced with them. Right. McCracken was the McCracken boy, and I do mean boy, was the one that piped my sister down the aisle. Well, you know, my sister's 50 years old, so he's uh, at least that old now. Those are the memories I have. I, I have memories of my dad being outdoors and saying, Fran, turn that up. And she'd go into the family room and she'd turn up the stereo because he was out in the backyard on the other side of the window and he wanted to hear the music. He was fixing something. And he wanted that music. I I don't know. I can't I can't think of a time where if I hear Celtic music, I don't think family mm-hmm. because that was so much. It was like the air we breathed was that music kept us all connected, all grounded. People that don't have that, I feel bad for because mm-hmm. it's it's a nice feeling to, yeah. to have a song. There's a song that's called Mari's Wedding. Every time I hear that song, I see one of the people at Twin Cities Scottish Club who that was her song. Mm-hmm. Whatever she connected, she belt that song out to the top of her lungs. She was about, well, I was in my 20s, early 30s, so she was probably 50 or 60, maybe. She was old. <laughs> now that I'm that age, 
doesn't seem so old. But when that song would come on, she'd belt that out at the top of her lungs. And I can see her today. I don't remember what her clan was, but I can see that brown plaid she always wore. You know, it's it's a connection that you make, and I cherish it. I cherish it. <laughs> so so when your kids were growing up, you played a lot of music, Celtic All music. the time. I played a little bit of everything. I played a little bit of everything. I For me, the music. Yeah, it's, it's your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. That's all right. Jean is a little overcome. I don't know. Music kind of just speaks to you. You know, that's what happens sometimes when I will play, when we grew up on rock and roll music, but when we'll play some of those old tunes, it's like, I can't sit still. Yep. I got to get up and I got to dance. And uh, I mean, we went to uh, that one party um, and these people were dancing and they were younger than me. And man, I was up there dancing. I was at least 20 <laughs> years older than them. And boy, I kept I kept my ends going real uh, strong. Awesome. Yes. There's well, something about music that just... It gets you. It, it drives you. Yeah. And the day the music stops driving me, better be six months after they put me six feet under because up until then... I'm not giving up on it. Yeah. I, I'm trying to talk Jean into contra dancing, but I don't think I'll be that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Between the powwows and everything else we're involved in, yeah, getting him to take contra lessons with me, it's not likely to happen, but yeah. that's okay. Probably so do your kids have that same no. feeling about music? No. I think they have the same feeling about music, but they're not they're not as in tune with it, I don't think. It, it's a different generation as... As active as we were in the Twin Cities Scottish Club when my girls were growing up, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever resonated with them the way it did me, mm-hmm. which is sad because they're losing, they'll lose track of that part of their heritage. What about your sisters? Or is it just you? No, I, I don't know about my sister Kathy, mm-hmm. um, simply because we're not in we're not real close. My sister Eileen, yeah. she and I, I were cut from the same cloth. <laughs> In fact, I have a picture of my brother-in-law, full-blooded Norwegian, tall Viking-looking guy. He has his own kilt. I do have to ask you one question about kilts. I don't know what they wear underneath them. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, is it true that they didn't a long time ago? I have no idea. I'm not brave enough to ask. I'd be afraid of what I'd see. But I will tell you that the kilts that there that there are today are very very different from the kilts from a hundred years ago. It's the kilt now has got buckles. Okay, you still wear the sporan, you still wear the skindu, which is a blade in your in your sock or your boot. But the kilt, if you saw the movie Braveheart, yeah, that's called a great kilt. Okay, because they fold it and tuck it. They put a belt on it and they throw the other end over it and they would sleep in it. It would protect them from the rain. They just unhook the belt and then they had this humongous piece of fabric. Oh. A kilt today takes about right around seven yards of fabric. Okay. And if you can imagine seven yards of finely woven wool pleated so that it hangs perfectly straight off the hips. Right. That's a lot of fabric. (laughs) (laughs) But as far as what they wear underneath, don't know, haven't asked. Definitely didn't dare ask my dad. <laughs> my uh, my nephew actually got my uh, my dad's kilt and his jacket and everything when my dad passed away. He's a Scot all the way. So, and my brother-in-law Ron, one of the pictures that was posted just a couple months ago was him in a kilt, and it was like, "You rock! <laughs> I love it." Well, Sid is signaling me that it's time to say goodbye. I want to thank you for coming. 
And um, if anybody is listening in, if you want to hear more about Celtic music, you got to tune in to Jean's show. It's called Celtic Corner, Saturdays from 1 to 2 on kzsm.org. And I just want to say that I enjoyed talking with you, Jean. I and enjoyed I being here. I learned a lot. And I hope my audience has also. Um, if you want to find out more about KZSM, you can go to their website. Uh, if you'd like to help KZSM, we can use volunteers and donations. If you want to sponsor the LMB show, you can email me at ebsept, S-E-P-T, at juno.com. And again, if you want to go to see some of my other shows, go to SoundCloud or Facebook. So till next time, from my heart to your heart, bring some music into your life if you haven't. And if you don't know anything about Celtic music, look it up and uh, try it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed one way or the other. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Bye. Today's show was all about music, Celtic music, and how it's important in people's lives. Like my guest, Jean Randell, DJ for Celtic Corner, airing on kzsm.org on Saturdays from 1 to 2. And so I too feel the importance of music in my life. It inspires me to write many poems, one of which I'm going to read now. It is called Dancing the Motown. Let us dance to this music of ours, the music we grew up on, the one we all remember with great delight, like a sweet summer day, the music we so love. And let our hearts lead. Our bodies will become soft and ageless. Our worries will disappear. Let's send our energy out, the energy of dance and create this moment of we power.